Hello, everyone. Welcome to our The Week That Was in Europe podcast. My name is Dirk Schumacher. I'm the head of European macro research at Natixis. And with me, as usual, is Klaus Adam, professor of economics at the University of Mannheim. Hello, also from my side. So today we would like to talk about the ECB policy meeting that took place on January 25 uh, this year. Going into the meeting, the main question market participants were asking themselves was to what extent the ECB would change its tone with respect to a potential rate cut later this year. While there was little direct guidance from the ECB about this topic, the market interpreted the press conference as being rather dovish. It now prizes in a more than 50% probability for a first interest rate cut actually taking place at the ECB's April meeting. Let's start with the decisions taken, uh, which was to let policy rates unchanged. Uh, no surprise here. This was widely expected. And though the ECB has the potential to surprise from time to time, that would have been too big a surprise. There was also no changes made uh, with respect to the forward guidance regarding the ECB purchase programs, the APP and the PEPP program. Also no surprise here. It looks like the, the rundown of both programs remains on autopilot for some time now. Uh, changes here could be made later, um, but um, there's no point um, for the governing council to discuss this at this point. So let's have a little bit of a look at the data that was coming out uh, of the euro area since the last policy meeting in December. Uh, this data had disappointed somewhat, and uh, President Lagarde mentioned during the press conference the weak industrial production and retail sales numbers as one indication of continuing sluggishness. Industrial production has now been declining for three consecutive months. In contrast, the ECB staff production for December foresaw for the last quarter of 2023 GDP growth to be slightly positive at plus 1.1 percent. Sorry, plus one would be nice, but plus 0.1 percent quarter over quarter after the negative minus 0.1 percent number in the third quarter of 2023. Next week, we will get uh, the first GDP estimate for the fourth quarter of 2023. In our view, GDP growth was at best stagnating during the final quarter of 2023. To be clear here, there's no meaningful difference between a negative 0.1% number for the fourth quarter and a positive 0.1% number. All of these numbers point to weak uh, growth and certainly to growth below the long-run trend. Nevertheless, a small acceleration towards the end of the last quarter could be interpreted as the economy at least having started to digest some of the past shocks. Now, from today's perspective, this looks a little unlikely. But despite the rather disappointing hard data, uh, President Lagarde was still hopeful that growth in the euro area would accelerate somewhat going forward. She specifically mentioned the purchasing manager survey for the month of January. This is a monthly survey in which companies are asked about their business, how activities developing and lots of other questions. While the, the headline figure of that survey increased only slightly, some of the details of the survey look more encouraging. For example, questions about order books of companies show a significant improvement. So companies are asked compared to last month, how the, did order books develop and they on average report, they uh, look a lot better. 
these are only survey data and it remains to be seen to what extent this bed of sentiment will also be reflected in future hard data. But what it suggests is that it's too early to throw in the towel for recovery taking hold in the coming month in the euro area. Yeah, so from a business cycle viewpoint, these are quite interesting times. It's not clear which uh, direction the economy will take. Now let's move on to some of the inflation numbers. Uh, headline inflation rose to 2.9% year over year in December, uh, up from 2.4% in November of 2023. This was quite a jump, but also largely expected due to base effects that took place in the year before that. In fact, President Lagarde mentioned that the inflation jump was actually a little bit smaller than prior expectations suggested. The prepared statement also made that clear, so I quote, the incoming information has broadly confirmed its previous assessment of the medium-term inflation outlook, end quote. So during the press conference, Ms. Lagarde was adamant about the fact that most indicators of underlying inflation were showing a declining momentum and the disinflation process thus being on track. This suggests overall that the ECB is willing to look through some potential short-term volatility. And in line with that, President Lagarde also seemed rather relaxed with respect to the risks stemming from rising shipping costs on the back of tensions in the Red Sea. The impact of all this would be so far only moderate, she said. She even explicitly mentioned the small share of transportation in overall costs. Many questions at the press conference focused on wage developments. With the growth rate of compensation of employees, and that's the broadest measure for wages we have from the national accounts, and this is running at 5.3% year over year in the third quarter 2023, it seems that it will be difficult to get inflation back to target without a moderation in wage growth. For reference, the historical average of growth in compensation before the pandemic, that is until 2019, is a bit more than 2%. So current levels are quite high. Ms. Lagarde stressed two arguments why wage growth would not stand in the way of a further decline in inflation. For one, there were some tentative signs that wage growth was already moderating. She specifically mentioned data from the placement company Indeed that signals some moderation. Yeah, wage moderation is certainly key for getting uh, inflation back on track. And they, they mentioned that they would like to see the new negotiated wages that come in in the first quarter before taking any decision. Now, one factor Ms. Lagarde mentioned is corporate profit margin compression. And uh, this uh, seems a little surprising because so far we can tell uh, that corporate profit margins have been increasing strongly over the past two years. And uh, that increase has now stopped, but uh, that uh, is no clear sign of a reversal yet. Uh, but we are not sure at what uh, sort of data they are looking here. Uh, they may have, might have more detailed data than uh, we have available. If we look at the growth gap between the GDP deflator, which is a broad measure of domestic pricing power, and unit labor costs, which is uh, the growth rate in wages adjusted for productivity and uh, this gap in growth rates could be interpreted as a change in markups. Then we see a sharp increase in this gap. So prices increased uh, 
much more strongly than wages in 2021 and 2022. And uh, as a result of that, markups have gone up. Uh, in 2023 now, the markup growth came to a halt and the uh, most recent data indicates zero growth gap between these two numbers. So no further increase in markups. Uh, but uh, it certainly seems that the ECB expects this growth rate differential to become negative. And um, this is probably plausible with growth, growth rates being as sluggish as they are. Companies might have to accept lower profit margins going forward, but it remains to be seen whether this actually happens. President Lagarde was also asked in the press conference whether she thought that the so-called neutral rate had moved upwards over the last years. The neutral rate is defined as the rate at which monetary policy is neither tight or accommodative, but neutral. It's a kind of long-term anchor to which the policy rate will eventually return when inflation is on target. An upward shift in the neutral rate would imply all's equal that the ECB would stop cutting earlier than otherwise. Lagarde, however, was not willing to venture any guesses here, even though she mentioned in the press conference the possibility that the neutral rate might have moved up. Yeah, it's quite understandable why she wasn't willing to give an estimate of the neutral rate. For one, such estimates are associated with a lot of estimation uncertainty and also different methods lead to different results. Moreover, any specific figure she might have mentioned could be potentially seen as a pre-commitment to cut rates only to that level. And that's certainly not a question she was ready to answer. All in all, um, the market took yesterday's press conference as being rather dovish. It now sees a more than 50% probability of a rate cut in April, while earlier this month and after the Davos meeting where Lagarde, Ms. Lagarde mentioned the possibility of a cut in summer, that probability stood at this rate significantly below 50%. Also, 10-year German yields declined by around 10 basis points uh, during the press conference, and the euro weakened by about one cent against the US dollar. Uh, that was, of course, also on the, you know, the news of strong economic data coming out of the US, which has much stronger growth rates than we see here in Europe. Yeah, we shall see whether this dovish interpretation uh, by, by the market is justified. Uh, April, for me personally, would seem a bit early given the significant lag at which wage data are published. And given the ECB's focus on, on wages, uh, they mentioned it so many times now, uh, they, they have to show something for that. But a steady decline in headline core inflation from here onwards in the coming month might convince a majority in the governing council to cut in April. So it clearly remains a possibility, though it wouldn't be my base case. And we will return to that subject after the next ECB's press conference. 